Microdose, yeah. Microdose, 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 dose, dose. Microdose, microdose, dose, dose. Microdose, microdose, dose, dose. What's good, y'all? Kush Hayes here coming to you with the newest edition of the Microdose. It's April 15th. It's it's the weekend before taxes are due, Americans. Uh, I hope you've taken care of this ahead of time. And don't drag on it. Like this is this is the one you don't want to miss. You want to miss New Year's Eve more than you want to miss this. But we're not here to talk about taxes. As usual, local by choice, international by nature. I've got a guest all the way from Mexico. His name is David Torres. He is the director of a movie called Putrefiction. It made its debut at the Unnamed Footage Festival last month, and it got everybody talking. David, what's good? How are you doing? Hi, how are you? I'm doing well, man. Thank you for being a part of this today. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Let's jump right into it. The movie's called Putrefiction. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's about a young girl growing up in a post-COVID society in Mexico. She's an art student. She's trying to get accepted into, uh, into college. And life just keeps kicking this poor girl. How long did it take you to write the script? It was very quickly because I have been working here in Mexico for the film industry like 20 years. And also I was trying to get to the school, so to, to the cinema school here in Mexico. I couldn't, but I'm always fighting, you know, with the system of the movies here in Mexico. So for me, it was really quickly to write the script. I mean, it was like, like one week, and then I start to do versions of the script to get, get it better, but it was very quickly. The big thing that got everybody talking is this is the first feature film to be shot entirely on a 360 degree camera. And once the movie was over, it's all anybody was talking about in the lobby. I, I don't know. Don't know if you've heard any any feedback yet from that film festival It is obviously a month later now, but folks could not stop talking about how good this movie looked. I was on well, the edge you, of my seat are... the entire time. I wanted more. Like I'd seen the trailer and I was like, okay, he'll do this two, maybe three times. Like you do this consistently and no one ever gets tired of it. It was a very fascinating film visually. Well, you are the first one to, to oh, sure. reach me. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, it's, it's the first time that I had to talk about the movie, you know? Mm. But it was uh, experimental because the idea first, it was to shoot it on a normal GoPro, you know. But okay. then I start to notice that what could I accomplish with a 360 camera and I was fascinated. But I didn't know the result, how the movie was going to progress, you know. Maybe you get tired or maybe you get dizzy. I didn't know. Till I saw the final version. Fascinating. How long did you practice with the camera before you got really good? Like, it's just, 
it's nothing sharp. It's nothing, nothing too quick. Like it's very subtle. It's very slow. Like you all of a sudden find yourself enveloped in the scene and it's, it's, it's some beautiful stuff, sir. The thing was this, I practiced a little bit because I get the camera and do some shots, but the camera could work very well because you don't have to change the position. You know what I mean? You don't have mm -hmm. to make close up, full shot, medium shot. You could change it like five meters and you have the same shot, you know, kind of mm -hmm. the same shot. So you change it when you are editing. It's, it's really weird because the, there's no uh, photographer uh, because you choose it when you are in post-production. Really? So, That's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, the, my next question was going to be like, is, is, did you work it on a remote? Like, is there a view camera? I, I work in production also. So I, I, I see all this stuff, but I don't know the names of anything, unfortunately. Um, wow. Everything's done in post-production. That's amazing. Yes. Okay. And also, there's another thing. I didn't know this when I was buying the camera, but when you start recording, yes. you don't see nothing. Okay, gotcha. It's very heavy. I don't know why uh, the GoPro, you cannot see at the same time that you are shooting. And you cannot be in the room because if you're in the room, maybe you could use this space and you will be on the room, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I have to trust the actors because I tell them what to do. They did the scenes like five times and that's it. Mm -hmm. I didn't know the result till I get home and I, I see what I have done. It's similar like the old times kind of because when, you, when they shoot... Uh, movies before they they didn't see what they were seeing till later so it's similar in that uh, aspect you know gotcha that's a lot of trust to uh, just place in your actors yes the lead of your movie is dahlia shikotal i don't know if i pronounced her last name there correctly but uh, i hope i hope i did um where I, do you meet her I, where do you find her i start searching because my my first idea, I wanted to shoot it with skaters. Mm -hmm. But then I changed the idea because I wanted someone to be more comfortable with the camera. Mm -hmm. So she's an actress and a dancer. So okay. I don't know. It was kind of destiny also. Mm. Did she have any influence on the story? Or just like, hey, this happened to me or I have a friend that something similar happened to and maybe we should try it this way or we were really happy because everything that the actress uh, lived through it was mm -hmm. really the same with her you know mm. okay because maybe she didn't want to study movies but she wanted to be an actress and she get uh, rejected very uh, really soon it, it was very similar I, I don't know if I was clear on, on this. Gotcha, gotcha. You said you've been in the business roughly 30 years now. 
Your IMDb lists you with nine directing credits, not including this new film. Uh, how many of those are features? The the thing with the IMDb is I, ha mm -hmm. I have some credits that are not mine. I oh, was fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a, a documentary and mm. and three movies and a lot mm -hmm. of shorts. Short films. Uh, but Pizza Dia, is that one of them out of 2006? Pizza Dia, yes, yes. Yeah. Huh. That's mine. Yes, that's mine. Dig it. Good. Where where can one find find this movie? Is it it's a, is it on Netflix? Is it on a streaming service? Um, can I rent it on Apple? Uh, I just have it on uh, Vimeo. No. Okay. And I have another movie in Amazon. It calls El Hombre Buffalo. Buffalo Man. Well, is that the one about the luchador? No, that's Anate, and that's a short film. That's also on Vimeo. Okay. You're going to have to give me that address. Uh, yes, yeah, sure. Mm. To be honest, this last one movie, Putrefiction, is the one that I'm really happy. I'm, because when you finish something, sometimes it's very difficult to see it again. But with this last one, I mean, I'm, I'm really happy. Um, mm -hmm. It really reflects the kind of movies that I want to see. I didn't study cinema, you know, and okay. and the other movies, I feel like it was a process of learning. But this one, it's like my baby. Mm -hmm. David, I got to tell you, once this movie does get more eyeballs on it, once more people do see it, there's going to be a lot of copycats out there, man. They're going to be everyone's going to so. try and make the next future fiction for sure. I promise you. I hope that happened because it could be a. I don't know if we, it will be the next thing, you know, because it's very part particular kind of camera. Mm -hmm, for sure. How well, did you find it, the unnamed footage festival? How did you find out about it? I was. I don't know, searching for festivals. Mm -hmm. Well, what I, why I asked that is one of the festival uh, creators tells the story before, before they hit the play button where um, they, the, the window for submissions was still open and they pretty much got everything that they were going to do. Like, and, and the rest of the submissions, there wasn't any more. And then yours showed up. And, you know, like, okay, three days. Maybe, maybe this will go on the online festival in May or whatever. They gave it a chance. They looked at it. And then as soon as it was over, Madeline Costner tells the story. She's like, we had to redo everything. We, we, you know, like, they had their lineup set for Sunday. And all of a sudden, they had to start switching things around. Like, this disrupted a lot of things positively. Like, they're like, people need to see this movie. It needs to be seen on as big a screen as we have available. And that's... That's how this movie premiered. And uh, I was not disappointed. Again, I'm on the edge of my seat the entire time. Every time something starts up, like you feel the tension happening in the scene. You feel the, the angst that our main character is going through. Again, like she, this character does not have an easy life. And it's, and then we get to the paranormal stuff. All right, there's, there's this super strong narrative 
within it. And then all of a sudden, just out of left field, there's a paranormal aspect to it. Um, what can you tell me about that? Like I tell you before, I didn't study movies, so it, it has been a, a long, long process for me. But I feel really comfortable with the terror and the horror stuff because okay. it could be everything, you know? It's the a, it's a mother of all genders. It could be, it could be drama, it could be comedy, it could be everything. So if I knew that this uh, at my first film that I made, I will do a horror movie. So I don't know. I feel very comfortable with this gender because it has, and I, I, I also I have to tell you the how do you say it? the espectadores, the the viewers. Mm -hmm are different also. Gotcha. So I, I feel really comfortable now with this gender. Maybe in the future I will change, but right now I'm writing another movie and it's also horror, terror. Okay. Is the demon or the specter, the ghost, I don't know what to describe it. Is it based on something specific to Mexico or is it just, just random? No, it's a, it's a god here in Mexico, Cuatlicue. I searched some things, but some things, they just came with the story. Mm -hmm. I mean, like the possessions things, I can search. I, I search about it. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. Can you tell us what the next horror movie will be about? Yes. Do you know the Brazilian ant? that get a fungus in her brain. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Well, I'm trying to write something about that, but with humans. Oh, okay. Like kind of like a zombie tale? Yes. Uh, there's a movie that is based also in that uh, myth. Do you know that movie? But this will uh, be different. Okay. okay. It's, a, it, it's about a girl. I don't remember the name. It's still too early, but do you, when do you think you'll, are you going to get that done in a year as well? Or do you think this will take a little longer? Mm, I don't know because this movie, this, for this movie, I need more money. And I think everything will depend on how well do the, those putrefiction take me. Mm -hmm. If it takes me far, maybe I will have more opportunities to to shoot this new one. How was Putrefiction Fiction funded? Was, was it crowdfunded, Kickstarter? Did you have uh, in investors? No, I pay everything. Well, wow. yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes, okay. because here in Mexico, get the money for me specifically is, is difficult. Okay. So I wanted to make it, and I put the money. Okay. Do you have any other festivals lined up for this? Like, who's going to be the next lucky people to see it? Uh, I, I have a lot of festivals, but I don't know if they will accept the film. The next one is, let me see, Panic. 
Fantaspoa. This one is in Brazil. Uh, and the next one is Panic Fest. This one is in the United States. You know that festival? Yeah. I don't. There, there, there's millions of festivals, but um... yes, I also have Fantasia, Fantasia, popcorn, fright nights. Uh, yeah, if you could uh, send me some of those dates, we'll make sure to put them in the listing. Like, we don't have the biggest audience, but I have people in Sao Paulo, uh, I have people in Philadelphia, I have people in the Philippines. It's a very weird international audience, but yo, man, like, again, more people need to see this movie. Yes. 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 Well, I don't know if they, they will accept, accept the movie, but let's hope so. It'd be really weird. Like, again, it's very experimental, but there's nothing, there's nothing in any of those festivals, I guarantee you, that looked like this. There was nothing else at the festival I just attended the, over the weekend that looked like this. You know, it's you got a one of a kind thing here, man. Like, it's it's very Thank impressive. You. I can't Thank can't you. say that enough. So, <laughs> you're working on a horror movie next. What is another story that you want to tell? That maybe maybe we don't have a location for. It. Maybe I, maybe maybe just the words aren't on the paper yet. But like, what's another story you want to tell? I, I'm always on the, on the side of the how do you say the misfits characters. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's kind of my passion, you know, because I, I feel this way on the Mexican film industry. So I think that's the, the main subject of, mm -hmm. of, my, of all my films. Are there any filmmakers that specifically inspire you that we have or have not heard of? Mexican? No. Uh, any? I don't know. Mex that's fair. No, I don't know. Uh, I have you seen Pig with Nicolas Cage? Yes, I've seen yeah. Pig. Very beautiful movie, but I did not like. Yes, it's a... <laughs> you didn't like it. Why? I I was promised John Wick with a pig, and <laughs> it's okay that it wasn't that. But then it just it there's just the the whole culinary underground and Nicolas Cage getting beat up by a really short guy like nothing none of that has anything to do with our story like it's just like let's just go to this really weird independent looking place you know like I get why people like pig but it, it was not for me so that's but what did you expect to happen expecting Nicolas Cage to beat everybody up over a pig <laughs> that was the trailer I got. That was what I was promised. I don't know. Uh, that's what always Nicolas Cage does, you know. So for me, it was <laughs> interesting because this time you see more uh, the actor. Oh no, he not he acted his ass off in that. Okay, he he disappears into the character. Like he's not the problem. Yeah. Nick Cage is not the problem. Uh -huh. Rarely ever is either. Anyways, like I said, uh, 10 on looks, two on personality for me. Okay. <laughs> what, um, what is your favorite movie? Uh, that's a really difficult question. Knee-jerk reaction. Because... Doesn't even have to be the best. Just first one that comes to your mind. No, I, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, 
because yesterday I saw Jackass, the the late movie, and I to me it was that hard in years. Yes, yes, yes. So that question, I, I I don't know how to answer it because it really depends on the mood that sometimes the what you are watching. Okay. Hey, I completely understand. I understand. David, I think I got everything here, man. Like this was a really good interview, dude. I really appreciate your time here. Oh no, thank you. I hope uh, that my English was good enough. English was great. I dude. know you have a lot of people that hear this, so thank you for for the interview. Hey man, thank you for being a part of it. Is um is there a, a website you'd like to plug? Your Instagram, the the Vimeo channel, like more eyeballs need to be on your work. Where, where can I send them? I, I could uh, give you my video ch Vimeo channel because I have all my work there. Okay. Will we find it under David Torres? Yes. It, um, dyslexia film, but I will send it to you. Dyslexia film. Okay. All right. So, folks... I do a thing or two around here. Check out the Waffle Box podcast. It's the best part of Wednesdays. Me and friend of the family, Mike Fish, we talk about everything and nothing all at the same time. You can find that on YouTube as well as the Bosnet.family. Uh, the Kick-Ass Movie Podcast is going to have its season finale. That's coming up April 29th. April 26th, excuse me. We're going to be talking about David Carradine in Circle of Iron. And that's uh, with my co-host, director, master, Len Kabazinski. And, uh, well, for David Torres, I've been Kush Hayes. You've been you. From the Bosnet family. The the thing with the IMDb is I ha mm -hmm. I have some credits that are not mine. <laughs>